Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One John Kent. One Damian Wayne. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. There's a nice note there at the end. A little, little singing. It's music. It's in my heart. It is in your heart. You told me that. I, I also told you Sniper Island's in your heart. You did. Mm-hmm. And then sent me a Japanese YouTube clip. Mm-hmm. And you did not, you didn't do your homework. You were supposed to learn the Japanese language. Oh, I knew I forgot something. Yeah, I'm a gonna, loser. I'll go get the, uh, that, that, the anime game that teaches you Japanese. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a thing that's real. No, there's two of them. <laughs> there's probably way more than two. Well, I mean, there's two in that series. There are probably more than just those two, but those are the ones I've heard of. They're, they're on Steam. Hey, Handsomites. How you guys doing out there? This is episode 176. Later on, we'll be discussing Spread, Volumes 1 and 2. There wasn't enough giant, I don't know, like, sphincter monsters out mm-hmm. there. Need more of those in my life. If you say so, buddy. <laughs> no? I think I'll be okay without them. <laughs> oh, giant, gross monsters. Mm-hmm. Hey, Eric. Hey, buddy. What up? Is, is You ready? What am I ready for? For weekly floppies. Oh man. Yeah, let's well, maybe we should do it. Okay, good. It's time for weekly floppies. Weekly floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved, it goes from one to five. Our first comic this week is Monsters Unleashed, number three, written by Colin Bunn, pencils Laniel Francis Yu, inks Jerry Langlin and Michael Jason Paz, colors David Curiel, letters Travis Lanham. So yes, new artist every issue, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is a trend now. I think we can safely say that there will there will be a different artist on every issue. Yeah, that's what this event is, I guess. It's an exquisite it's corpse of monsters. You're you're quite the poet. Yep, uh, that's me, Mister Metaphor. I, I was gonna say I don't I didn't like this book as much as the other ones. Why? I don't know. I kind of feel like the strength of this arc is not in the not in the explaining things. It's in the the monster stupidness. So this is like a slow minute when they start explaining backstory, and it's okay, but I. It, I don't know. It makes me want to roll my eyes. I mean, the whole time, the first two issues, it's like, yeah, this is this is dumb. This is fun. I, I, I like this. I get this. I'm not saying it's bad. I don't even know if I could go as far to say that I'm even mushy on the buy. I just, um, I felt slowed down here. I still like it. About the same, I think. I, I actually, I don't know. I like... So, some of that there's a lot of charm and there is certainly a lot of like exposition and like mm-hmm. here's why this kid is this way and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i there's a lot of charm and all that stuff too like i i 
as a fan of the old monster stuff, there is a lot of that in here with the those old Marvel monsters like talking amongst themselves, mm-hmm. like really goofily, like monster splaining each other, and the monster splaining each other, monster splaining each other. You 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 just did that. I did. You just did that. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to just live with it. That's that's who I am. Check your privilege, Robbie. <laughs> I try. I try, but like the reference, like the fact that like he them, them referencing that Groot, his origins is in those old monster uh, comics. Um, I don't know, kid kaiju creating monsters for his folks to have <laughs> that destroy their lives everywhere they go. The the, the like nihilistic Karnak explaining how these evil kaiju, intergalactic space kaiju are showing up and destroy everything. I don't know. I like it. I, it's, it is, I mean, I do think that there is a lot of fun in the, uh, just the dumb fighting and punching and stuff. And you get some of that in here. Not nearly as much. Um, but I do like the little, I, I don't, I'm fine with this being the exposition portion of the monster movie where Mm. they go, Oh, this is why these monsters are here. This is where they're from. Let's, you know, it, it is, you know, I think it, you know, this is the middle issue. It's impossible for it not to be this. All I'm saying is it really, it slows me down. No, it does. Well, yes, I, I will not debate that it is slower. It is a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. I do like, uh, Moon Girl and, and him kind of like kidding it up while, uh, the adults try and handle things. Sure. Sure. Uh, and also Lineo Francis Yu. I like Lineo Francis Yu. I don't like I don't like his art as much in this book. It really? feels yeah, not bad, but maybe hasty. I don't I don't know. I don't find it as interesting as I. The last major thing I've seen him work on. Oh, what the hell! Years ago, um, Marvel Mass Effect. What was it? <laughs> Infinity. Infinity. It's the last thing I can remember seeing him on, or at least a, this is the last event comic I remember. I'm sure he's done other things since then. I'm I'm a buy. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't think that I'm not. I just I'm not blown away by this single issue. The think the strength of the event carries you through slow parts. It's not um, it's not fair to judge an event by you know one book when it's just it's just a chapter. If you were reading a trade, you would just keep going. You wouldn't think about it. So yeah. So the double buy. Jesus Christ! You just monsters unleashed number three. You want everything to be so literal. Well, yeah, that's the that's our system. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, you're yeah. too far away for me to punch you in the butt. I yeah, would, that, I would that do is true. It. Our next book is Super Sons number one, written by Peter. Well, story and words. Peter J. Tomasi art. Jorge Jimenez, colors Alejandro Sanchez, Rob Lee on letters. Uh, the, the, the adventures of Damien and Damien Wayne and John Kent getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Damien, the, the, the world weary, uh, child and John, the innocent nice boy who won't even beat up bullies when they throw snowballs with rocks in them. What do you think, Eric? It's it's a fun book. I mean, it's a little, I don't know. It's a little corny, but this is um, this is the 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 DC world. I mean, it feels like it it 
it dovetails nicely into your uh, your Gotham Academy, you know, into your Batgirl. It it feels like a part of the the DC universe that I want to go to. Yeah, it feels. I don't, it is corny. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I think they did make no bones about that, and I think it does. It is certainly. I, I think it it would appeal to children. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do think that I'm. I like it. I think it can work for adults just as well. Uh, like it has you know little fun things in here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. and like Damien dressing up as a bus driver, and a substitute teacher, or the I don't know the the. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I, I'm. Do you like the art? I do enjoy it. Um, like I kind of wish that. Um, I, I wish that Ramos's art looked like this. This is this is like Ramos, but palatable. I was gonna say you know? the same thing. I'm like, this is yeah. very. It feels like it's in that same area, but like I don't know, better and more mm-hmm. approachable. I um. I don't know that I'd call it better because even though I don't, I don't like Ramos's art, but I I recognize you know he's he's got talent, um and he's definitely got a following, but I do like this better and it at least for the kind of cartoonist that I like this feels more well drawn. I also like that he's very very good at drawing uh kids versus adults. Yes. Like, usually, like, I really like the art in Nova, but these kids look like kids, and, 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 uh, oh, what is little Nova's name? Sam. Sam? Sam what? Alexander. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he, he just looks like a, I don't know, he, he looks like his, uh, a grown-up with, that's had his growth stunted, his face is all weird, and this is doing what feels like essentially the same thing, just right yeah they look like kids and in like mm-hmm. they're in, in contrast to the adults around they they feel like kids i like the interactions between the two the idol is like it is a nice little microcosm of damien and like of bat batman and superman we get damien and john they're you know that's the, the 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 wide-eyed idealism with damien's kind of conspiratorial and i don't know dark dark nature of being a little mm-hmm. kid being raised to you know be the perfect assassin i don't know i'm a buy it's good oh, yeah I, I like this book a lot so that's super sons number one double buy next up is uh is the wild storm number one written by warren ellis art john davis hunt colors ivan placentia letters simon boland warren ellis working for dc mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm not I was very surprised when it happened, when it was announced, and I'm still kind of like, oh, that's, it's happening. I, like, it, yeah. it, it's a, that was a thing I'm not sure would happen again, but that shows you how DC has progressed and that they're willing. I'm like, and this is a Warren Ellis ass, Warren Ellis, Ellis comic. It, it does. It, you're like, yep, Warren, if, if no one told you, you would probably guess that Warren Ellis wrote it. Mm-hmm. If this, all the credits were omitted from this, I'm like, either this mm-hmm. is Warren Ellis or someone doing a really good job of imitating him. Yeah. Because it is... A, a Warren Ellis-ass Warren Ellis book. That's... It you're, is... You're a, you're a special little guy. It, it is like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. The Authority, mm-hmm. Stormwatch, mm-hmm. even current injection, 
Like it is, hey, big secretive agencies doing stuff with people with powers and science and, uh, you know, weird, weird people with, that are smart asses. <laughs> the, you know, that aliens, there's aliens. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm a buy. I like Warren Ellis ass Warren Ellis comics. So this mm-hmm. is like, it has a, it is it, Warren Ellis at this point in his career does not hold your hand. He is gonna, you're jumping right into these characters. You're, you're, you're gonna figure some stuff out for yourself. Although this, this book does do a good enough job, I think, at kind of at least giving no, you it, this, it, the stakes it, it, of what's going on. Right. It's pretty obvious what's going on here and what you don't know. It's, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's, it's just for a, I don't uh, remember any of these characters really. I mean, they look, like I remember Glory a little bit, and I—I I mean, I remember the names. This was really outside of those things that I knew existed. You I know? mean, they've even gone on to say that like you really don't need to know anything about these characters. No. It's kind of a new thing, and you know, it is not connected to DC. It's not connected to the old Wildstorm stuff, really. It's only tangentially, so mm-hmm. you can—you're fine starting fresh and. I, I mean that, that I'm certain that is a large part of why they Warren Ellis is doing it because they're letting him do his own thing with it. I imagine some creative freedom was a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks good. I I like Warren Ellis writing Warren Ellis comics and in it and I'm, it like as a weird peculiarity of being tangentially connected to, to DC. I'm still interested. I want to see oh, yeah. how that works out. I think this is. I mean, this whole, this whole Wildstorm thing, it's, uh, it's gonna be one of the most exciting things this year. I mean, how could it not be? It's very interesting. Mm hmm. And I'm, I wanna see where it goes. And this is, I mean, they, they interview Ellis in the back and it's like, yeah, this is gonna be like mini novels and there's gonna be six issue arcs and there's four of them and it's all like, I like to hear people when they go, yeah, this is it. This is the, mm-hmm. the scope of this story and this is where it's going and, of course, reading his newsletter, he talks about, yeah, I've already sent, I've sent off issue four to the artist, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a buy. I'm excited. Interested. Another, yeah. another good move by DC. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they want their company to live. <laughs> almost like that. Mm-hmm. If you weren't paying too close attention, you would have think that they want to make money. Yeah. Could have fooled me. <laughs> At certain points, it certainly looked, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, oh, do they, are they okay? Are they? Is there some like? Is there somebody in there that's like bringing them down from the inside? No, Dan DiDio. Yes, I have all these books be exactly the same. I think that's a mm-hmm. great idea. Oh yeah, that's what people want. <laughs> they want uh, the same thing they've already read, except worse. <laughs> I think that was a a very good. I think that they could just put that on the New Fifty Two like summary page. Mm-hmm. Like you remember those comics you already like? It's like that, but not as good. <laughs> It's just, just, just slightly bad. <laughs> it's like just a little ruined. It's fine. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little slimy. It's a double buy a little, on the little, little airborne. <laughs> double buy on the wild storm number one. Next up is God Country number two. Uh, words by Donnie Cates, art Jeff Shaw, colors Jason Wordy, letters and design John J Hill. A lot of good books this week. Yeah, I I am fully on board with God Country. Mm-hmm. I mean, Donnie has been doing good work. I, I, I like, I don't know. It's, 
does a really tremendous job at 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 balancing like the fantasy mm-hmm. with the emotional core of like this dude getting his memories back. Now I am a little bit confused. Maybe you can explain it to me. Okay. Um was this guy always Thor? Did the sword come back right then? Was it like sort of vanished from his past or something? I I or like did it just happen in that moment when the monster showed up? I think it happened in the moment when the monster showed up. Okay. That's what I was reading in this issue. But like the dude is like super strong and shit. Like they they said that in the first issue he um he like I don't know, he like punches his son or something and like it breaks it like flies through the door. It was something crazy happened. You know? That like even as a feeble old man he was just like outrageously strong. So I thought that that had something to do with it. I I don't know. That he was he was like this guy was like you know he's Thor. He's been Thor since he was young. I but I don't know. Whatever. I don't think it's that relevant, but it's more obvious what's what's going on now. You can see the shape of uh, what this is and where it's going. That that as much is clear, even if you know, even if that much is kind of a little murky. I just took it in. He got the sword mm-hmm. from big giant golden man gladiator, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I like I I don't like I'm not I don't know I guess it's that emotional core that is the it, that is the thing that is carrying me through this. It is oh I, yeah. It's not really the like archetypes and like it's like this mm-hmm. like a humble Texas guy doesn't want to give his memories away again. Yep, and will do what it takes to hold on to it. And I'm really like that is a really strong, uh, I don't know, foundation, and mm-hmm. it makes me want to keep reading. Just like, and on top of that, I I like Shaw's art quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it really it captures the different tones of this, which does jump around a bit. Um, this, you know, you know the 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 flashback sequences versus like space mm-hmm. sp- space gods, you know all that. I I'm a I'm a buy. I, this is a really good comic. And excited by, I think. Come and take it. Mm-hmm. I wish Jason Wordy was the letterer. That would be great. <laughs> that would be very it's like cool. a weatherman name. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know? John Stormy. Larry Sprinkle. So, that is God Country, number two, double by. And last is The Forever War, number one. Man, I like this. Oh, you didn't do the credits yet. Forever War number one, written by Joe Haldeman, Art Marvano, translator Gay Haldeman, editor Lizzie K, letters Kat Connery, designer Donna Ascom. Do you ever read it? Okay, Eric, you really like this. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read the book? No. Okay. It feels very, like, sci-fi lit. It does. You know, it doesn't feel like pop sci-fi or... <sighs> It, it 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 feels like yeah it feels like the thing that I don't want to say works better as a novel because I think this works really great but it feels more suited to that so I think they're doing an interesting job of making this into a good comic I mean it is a little static and dry at least in terms of like comparing it to other comics but it's still really nice art feels very European I was gonna say. It is, yeah, it feels like a it feels like a French comic or 
you know, something like that. It feels like a heavy metal, like 1980s era comic, I was something gonna, that you'd see advertised in the back. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like a, a a relic from a bygone era. It feels mm-hmm. like, you know, like it has a bunch of narration, mm-hmm. you know, like, which that is not a cool thing for modern comics to have, is to have a bunch of words. Um, it does feel European. It is... <laughs> Really, like any time that people adapt novels into comics, I'm I'm always interested and wary because like yeah. they're not always like yes, you can do it absolutely, you can adapt like but that the challenge of adaptation, especially from novel to comic, is really really hard. Um, I haven't read the Forever. I'd like to actually at this point, having just read this comic, I'm already interested in the in the I don't know. I there's a lot of old sci-fi books I want to read and just never have, and this is certainly one of them. Um, but I think the comic as itself is worth reading. It's it mm. is especially bang for your buck. You get a it's a it's a very it's very dense and takes a mm-hmm. while to read. And I think you know compared to a lot of other comics that are coming out, you know nowadays they you blow through them because there's almost no dialogue generally. And this one it's is just a. A bunch of whooshing around and stabbing things. And this feels very dense and feels like you are, you are, I think, established with the characters and, and the stakes of, you know, the, of fighting a war that they don't have not even seen the enemy yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating book. Even like the lettering, which I looked up the lettering or the letterer, excuse me. And I don't, I don't know this person's work but it feels like it's like looking at um an old issue of daredevil or something and it does feel a little bit like the lettering in um you know like an old humanoids book or something but Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting that it's nailed this like i mean there are there are pages and panels of this that look like they're just taken straight from um the dark knight returns or something like that like the the pages with all the the news media, mm-hmm. yeah, it fits right in there perfectly. It it does a very good job. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm Watchmen also. Yeah, there's yeah, and you know that that era, it it feels mm-hmm. very reminiscent of that, and yeah, I think that is appropriate for an adaptation of something like a novel. I feel like because mm-hmm. they're both very dense books. I think this is the same way. You know, you can mm-hmm. get you can communicate a lot of information without making it awkward. Um, bye. Yeah, it's it's nice doing something different. Uh, it doesn't necessarily. I I don't know. Like, there's definitely one direction, and they com- picked a completely different direction to adapt this, and it's neat. It's fun. It's exciting. I really like it. So yeah, absolutely buy this book. Double buy, Forever War number one. That's five buys. Five, five double, double buys. Five double buys. Hmm. That's uh, what you call a perfect week. My perfect week has more donuts in it. It's true. Well, we can move on with that to our next segment. It is time for Check In. Checking In is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Stuff we've uh, done or read or played or listened to or whatever. Make recommendations for you you fine folks out there. What have you been doing, Eric? Good Lord. What a what a crazy busy week this has been. 
Uh, well, my friend Gary got married on Tuesday. I went to that. The, the, at the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the at the Tampa Theater on Valentine's Day. I went and saw him uh, and his uh, long-term girlfriend, Cynthia, got married. So that was sweet. Uh, what day? What did I do Wednesday? God almighty, I drove all the way to Sarasota on Wednesday, and it was awful. <laughs> Not being in Sarasota, but driving there. Jeez Louise, it's so far. Um... Thursday, I actually finally became a member of the Gracie South Tampa, uh, or Gracie Tampa South, excuse me, it's GTS, uh, gym, and had my first, uh, first lesson as a member. Um, that's been a really good experience. Oh gosh, what else did I do? I'm posting the, uh, the drink and draw poster for this month in a couple of hours, right after this, I would imagine. So that's what I did this weekend, and today I went to uh, the Tampa Indy Flea again. I've talked about, I've checked in with Tampa Indy Flea before, haven't I? I don't know. I find it hard to believe that I hadn't. I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious what it all is, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to explain. It's 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 your hipster flea market or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever marketplace that are it's being thrown but it's become like a real thing. But I, um, I met a dude named Josh Sullivan. I'm going to send you some art that he made. Let's see. I, I, I bought you a Poochie pen. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. He's my favorite character. He is everyone's favorite character. Mm-hmm. He's an extreme dude. When he's not on screen, everyone should be asking. Yeah, where's Poochie? Where's Poochie? Where's Poochie? <laughs> I, I bought you that. I'll send it to you um, eventually because I'm retarded. It'll take forever. But I met him for the first time. Uh, I think it's his website. It's joshcomics.com. Um, but just someone who's been in the area for years, and I've never met him. He knows a ton of people that I know. It's so weird. I got to see Daniel Ryan again. I uh, I got to see Matt at 7th Inc. again. Bought a shirt of his. Who else was there? I also saw Sarah from St. Pete Ferments. So it was quite an adventure meeting everyone again but it's a it's a good event i wish you guys were here i'd take you there sometime but you know it's one of the things that we do that makes tampa a little bit less lame (laughs) so that's i don't know that's that's my week in a nutshell i uh i did finish the people versus oj simpson and it's pretty amazing another thing i should watch you should definitely watch it it's uh it's quite good I'll add it to the list. Mm-hmm. The 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 list that never seems to go down. It it just it do, I yeah I guess it doesn't. I mean it things do get removed from it, but does not nearly as fast as things get added to it. Mm-hmm. You've added some weird shit to the to your wish list. Which one? It's got an I Heart Marvel with Dupe's butt on it. Oh yeah, I saw I just saw those romance comics and they they were being posted on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. They came out in like 2006. I was like, I have no idea. I had no idea these things existed. I kind of want to look at them. They look cute. Yeah, I was. I don't. I'll go wait on a sale or something, and I'll get them when I have a the coupon code or something. Guess what I did, Eric? You'll never guess. Uh, did you play video games? I did. How did you know? I I don't know, man. I I asked Miss Cleo. Oh oh yeah. Remember that? Remember her? I think she died in 2016. She did. Um, 
I played, I bought and played and beat the Turing Test. Neat. Oh, I didn't talk about the Humble Bundle. You going to talk about that at all? No, you can, you please. Well, I don't have to. Okay. This is hard. <laughs> the witness is very hard at times. It's ex- Did you get all the puzzles? I, there's, I don't know what those, those, those stupid ass things do. No, no, they're, well, okay. There are, I, 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 you can, to unlock the final part of the game, you need to d- complete seven of the 13 areas on the island. Mm-hmm. And some of them, like, especially early on, I would go to one and go, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't, yeah. I've, I, I've, like, you, and even, like, even every area does have kind of introductory puzzles where they're trying to introduce the mechanic of, like, the primary mechanics of that area. And even then, mm-hmm. you're like, no, I, I, oh, yeah. I beat this puzzle. I don't know how. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to know the rules before I continue. So I just would go to another area and figure out that one. That's like, kind of what I'm thinking. And I think that it's frustrating because it's very different than, say, the Talos principle. Mm-hmm. That is the name of that game, right? It's yes, not the that Talos. Is, yeah, okay. that is the name of the game. The, the Talos Hoopajube. It's yep. not something different. Not that. Um, that it's it's not even. I mean, it is about solving the puzzles, but like it's also it's kind of like Firewatchy or something. Like you're just supposed to just wander. Yeah, there's. I mean, uh, like it's it's kind of okay just to do that. My. Th- thesis on that i think most people's thesis on that game is it's like about it's about learning and teaching yes and you there's one achievement for this stupid game yeah you i it, you have to it's there's i did That's not when you have to get 100 of everything i fairly certain yeah it's 100 plus there's a, a like there's layers on like things in there that you have to get all the puzzles and then go through the secret mm-hmm. area and then there's a final area even past that once you unlock everything that is, uh, I did not get to it. I have no, I did not want to take the time necessary to do that. It would be like, I could easily, you can like look up the solutions, but what's the point of that? That's not, no, that's, that completely defeats the purpose. And that's the thing that like, I kind of, I feel like I can, I can figure these puzzles out, but like, it's not obvious at all. No, some of them are very obtuse. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, all the, all these new blocks that it's added, I don't know what they do. I try and do what it looks like they are, and it doesn't work. It's yeah. really incredibly confusing, and it's very challenging to figure it out. No, and it, I think the most interesting things are what different people say, like what were the hard areas, mm-hmm. because yeah. some person's like, I couldn't, I hate this area, I couldn't get anything right. I'm like, well, that was really easy for me. But then this yeah. other area was impossible for me. I'm like, and they were like, no, mm-hmm. that was easy. I'm like, oh, it's like, it's weird how we, our brains work. I, I would suggest if you have graph paper, get that out and use that and like mm-hmm. draw the puzzles or cut out pieces if you need to. Like I, t- I would take pictures of my phone. I would cut out the puzzles. I would write out the puzzles on graph paper and like, do the map like so i'd have all these different examples to work with it's that's why i kind of like that game so much in that there's been no other puzzle games where i've gone to that length to Mm. like solve things to puzzle it out but no witness is very hard (laughs) yeah it's it's i went back and tried to play it again and then i went after a couple hours i'm like no this is i already did this once i'm good i don't need to do this again it's very hard it's a very good game i'm I'm enjoying it, even as though, even though it's, um, yeah, it's hard to deal with a little I, bit. I, when you get to certain areas, like eventually, like if someone just tells you, "Oh no, the gist of this is you have to do this," 
like mm-hmm. the role and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. And you're like, and then you can start working on them. But then it's t- like the the whole, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of wish that there were like little in-game hints more than there are. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. I just wish that there was just a little bit more. There's that, yeah. It's just not that type of game. They're just not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not friendly. No, it is very, very much not, not friendly. I, I, it's hard for me to, I want to ask you a question about if you've noticed something, but if I ask mm-hmm. you and you haven't, you'll immediately ruin it. So I, I'll. Is it the, um, well, even that, like if someone's listening, it would ruin it for them. Well, this the witness is uh, like a year old at this point. So, hey, if you haven't played the witness and you don't want to be spoiled, well, still, skip. I mean, it was just on the humble bundle. Someone else is going to be skip ahead a, a minute or two. That's fine, man. Is it the um, the landscapes? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've noticed. Okay, that's. I just did, I just did it because it seemed like yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it it seemed like a thing that would be hidden in there, and I just was randomly clicking around. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I think it was in the the tower. There's a there's well, I a, think a, that there's a, there's a lot of it. There's an obelisk or something that seems to be recording them. There is, but there's many of them. So the there's that many that there are all over all those obelisks because mm. uh, those obelisks are everywhere. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's the part of the game I really, I like, when I encountered them, I would try mm-hmm. and figure them out, but I would not, like, there are that, there's so many, and I was just like, I'm, I will go crazy if I try and find all these. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay. There are people who found out everything. I'm, yeah, I know. It's, though, it's staggering. People are, people are nuts. People are nuts. I don't, the Turing test is not as good as The Witness. I'm hard, I, I, it is again, I paid $10 for it. It was on, it's on sale on Steam. For ten bucks ish, it's eleven dollars Canadian, so I assume it's like ten dollars or nine dollars American. Um, it is obviously going for the same thing like Portal or the Talos Principle. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, first person puzzle game with you know manipulation of energy and stuff, and a AI is talking to you. Um, it is has interesting things in it. It's worth playing, but it is not. I don't, it's not funny. You know, the portal has, portal and portal two are both like great achievements because they really like have character and dial and like, mm-hmm. and, and drama and humor. Like they, they mix it up as a lot of good nuance. This is very much like, no, this is serious. Like it's like 2001, the puzzle game. And it's, I, I you know, it's not funny. It's like, Hey, you're on a, like you're on a station off, like, where is it? It's like a moon of, Saturn, I think. Hmm. I think that's where you're at. And you're dealing, you're going through this puzzle room that has been beat, that has been devised by the people who you, you're, you are, you're, you're playing a character who's basically the backup. You stay in cryo sleep while all the other people wake up and go do stuff. And you kind of stay back on the space station, your, or your ship that's in orbit and you're there in case something goes wrong or they need, you know, that you will get woken up by the AI that is in both places. Um, you get woken up to find that the station on the planet or the moon is now, uh, you're, you've been disconnected from the rest of the crew and they have beat, they have created puzzles out of their module, out of the modular rooms that are, that was in the station so that the AI can't get to them mm. because the AI 
can't solve these puzzles because they require human thought. And so you are as you are now trying to solve these puzzles and you're talking to the AI and you're getting in contact with the crew and they're learning about what happened there. And it's interesting. I, the, the ending falls a little flat, I think, but it still has very interesting things in there. It is, it is also basic. It is also kind of beginners AI story 101 Mm. where you're like, Oh, what is sentience? And what does that mean? And what is the Turing test? And what is the Chinese room? Like all those, you know, those thought experiments that, you know, if you read a lot of sci-fi or like, or interested in, in AI at all, you already kind of know that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've already seen it kind of played out in even popular fiction before, but you don't know the, the puzzles aren't hard either. It, I didn't, I did not have, it was not have much trouble with them. I blew through. Some of them were literally took like eight seconds. Like I knew exactly what I was supposed to do right away. And then I was done and through, um, but for Tim, so you're thoroughly not a robot. Thoroughly, you're not a robot. You are definitely a person. You knew which one of the pictures was a cat. I I I knew that uh it that a good solution to a puzzle is not to chop my arm off and leave it on a pressure plate. Mm-hmm. That is a bad solution to a puzzle. Don't do that. You're not the best one. I mean, it depends on what the trade-off is. Uh there's another like that that, that it, involved in the conversation with the AI. He, she's like the your character is trying to like ex- understand why he can't solve these puzzles. He's like, well, I would solve them in ways that aren't uh, either ethically or or uh, rationally real, like responsible. Like, yeah, I would say, hey, there's a pressure plate. Just chop your arm off and leave your arm on the plate. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's not no. You need your arms, especially if you're going to keep going through these puzzles. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 it I, it's worth ten dollars. I think it's I I paid the exact right amount for it. It's currently on on sale for ten dollars. Yes, it ends in less than a day. So, TS guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it will go on sale again. Spoilers. Never. Uh, the other game I've been playing is called Cluster Truck. That's a great name. In which it is a first person platformer, and you involving jumping from the tops of semi trucks. As, Very dangerous. As as they speed through environments, mm-hmm. uh, they're all like you know. Some of them are in space. Some are like in uh, like Arctic settings. So it like, looks like they're driving through Mario Kart, though. That, that also that also that mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not. They have many different settings that they're just kind of that are playgrounds, and you can make your own levels too, which I'm actually kind of interested in dealing in 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 uh, doing. But it's a lot of fun. It's really dumb. You just you can't hit the ground. So you gotta hit all these trucks and wall run and you have, you can unlock abilities like double jumps and slowing time and. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. Yep, that's it. But you can do quite ridiculous things. Uh, and it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's just jumping off like trucks that have been launched in the air and you're slowing down time and like pivoting in midair and double jumping and it's ridiculous. Physics, very physics-y. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it. Look, looks neat. It's a neat game. It's a little, it's a little, little tidbit fun. I'm writing a bit, but podcasting like always. Went to a wrestling show last night. It was fun. They do like wrestling in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do they uh, wrestle in pancake syrup? They do not. At least not to the show I went to. You could probably find someone. You could probably pay someone enough. I mean, there are quite like there. Indie wrestling is 
very silly at times. I'm very certain Pancake Syrup has mm. been involved at some point. Without a doubt. That's it. That's all I got. You ready to talk about orifices? I guess so. Giant worms? Tentacle sphincters. That, yep, those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, yep. I don't know how. Did you say yep? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. For our final segment, it's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club. It's the part of the show Eric and I assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like it would a book club, except it's a comic book. This week, we are discussing Spread, Volumes 1 and 2. By Justin Jordan, Kyle Strom. Um, uh, monsters thing the the spread is the name of the monster, and uh, they got a, there's a baby who has magical fluids that can kill the monster. Yep, we got magical s- tears. We got to save that vomit. We got to save that baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, a a guy named No. A guy named No. This book is even weirder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to be strange. Okay. We only read the first issue. Yep. It's it's just super fucking weird. I don't know. It's also, like, I think it's a lot of the influence of the artist. You know, he describes himself as he didn't really think of himself as a horror writer or a horror artist. But it's really kind of hard not to see him as that. You know, it it feels really gross and like everyone's like really ugly and knotted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it, it, it feels like, um, I don't know, I've compared a zillion things to those illustrations and uh, scary stories to tell in the dark or mm-hmm. whatever that book's called. Yes. Just because it's always been like the archetypal horror illustration for me my whole life. And this feels a lot like that, you know? ugly gnarled faces and he talks about gross stuff there's certainly some some gross stuff in here but it it feels like horror first and kind of that second no it it certainly is the it is it like the thing obviously like Mm -hmm. every time tentacle monsters like tentacles just shoot out from somewhere and like impale things. I think of the thing and the Cronenberg body horror stuff and mm-hmm. like Junji Ito, which we've read, mm-hmm. like all of that. I'm also thinking of these things, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it is, it certainly has some of the walking dead in it. Uh, also that, yeah. And, and the road, um, it has some of that in there. I mean, lone, lone wolf, which was Cub. the road. The road is, uh, the Cormac McCarthy, Story that they adapted to a movie with Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. It it is a dude and his kid trying to survive in the post apocalypse. Fair enough. And they have to do awful things to survive. That it's more much more grounded and dirty and like grit, gritty and grim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like there's no monsters in it. It's just people. You know. Yeah. Um. It it is in Lone Wolf and Cub, which we I think we even mentioned last week when we were talking about doing it. Uh, it has all of that stuff in it. Uh, I I. I think it's a little it, like the fact you mentioned the artist's influence. I he's like he talks about in that in the foreword like he doesn't consider himself that because he would draw gross stuff, but he would chuckle when he was like doing it. Mm-hmm. He would think it's fun and funny. You know, it's not necessarily to like to gross someone out or to scare them. He mm-hmm. he he finds it funny and charming, I guess. Um, 
I don't even know if it's that as much as it's just, it just, he doesn't identify as it. But I mean, everything, I guess he thinks of, he cites gremlins, which you could, you could say is a horror movie, but it's like a kid's horror movie. It, it's like that's the lens he sees it through. It is, yeah, gremlins, I think it, I would call gremlins a horror comedy. It has, yeah. Go back and, Gremlins, not Gremlins. Gremlins 2 is pretty much just a comedy. Gremlins yeah. has some, it has some pretty dark stuff in it. I mean, I, it is a kid's movie, but I think it's a kid's movie in the way that a lot of 80s movies were kid's mm-hmm. movies and that yeah. they were, had dark stuff that probably, I don't know, like Return to Oz is a kid's movie. It's also full of like really creepy things and I don't, I mean, there's a part of me that goes, yeah, kids should, can, can deal with it. Also like, I watched Arachnophobia when I was way too young and it gave me nightmares forever about spiders. Mm. So maybe not good. Um, Spiders are creepy. Spiders are, yeah, spiders are creepy. But I don't know. There is a sense of, I don't know, not, I wouldn't, it's not lighthearted, but there is a sense of absurdity in here Mm -hmm. of, of, you know, the, the, the Peter Jackson horror movies, which he would, he described his style as as splatstick, you know, where it's, it's like, Gory it's like and gross. Yeah, it's gory and gross, but it there is it's so absurd and dumb. It's also a little funny, and mm-hmm. I I I that is why like if this was just The Walking Dead again, except that instead of zombies, it's like tentacle, like gross tentacle thing monsters. I'd be like, I don't I don't care. But because it has some of that absurd humor in it, I I like it. It kept me going. It's not so grim. Like it, and I think the writing itself has some of that in it. Like I think the, like the little narrations of like, no, you would think this would be good, but no, that all these things went bad. Like here's it, you know, it, it reminds me of the, 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 um, I bet you're wondering how I got in this place and like that meme. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me Mm -hmm. like it, it's that like, oh, here's all the things that are about to go bad. Yep. So I, 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 it, 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 I don't know. It, it doesn't have that same grim feeling to me. No, it's enjoyable. It's it's not. I mean, reading it really does make me real. You know, just remember how much I hate The Walking Dead. <laughs> God, it's so bad. the The second book is way more Walking Dead than the first one. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, I I mean, it. I don't know. I I, I really appreciated uh Justin Jordan's little forward before the second book. Mm-hmm. And he he's like, yeah, I know. Like, I want it to be. Like obviously they people like the first one, so I want it to be like that. But also I want to explore this world some. Um, I I don't I do like I, if every volume after this is also another change. Like hey, yeah. it's like hey, this one is a little is different, but it's different in this different way. I'm fine with that. You know, like they say, like at the end of this book, the second book, it is we're going to sanctuary. I'm fine with them going to sanctuary. I just don't want them to go to sanctuary four different times. And every time mm-hmm. they do it, it explodes. Like that's, that's counterproductive. It's, that's not interesting to me. I don't know. I, I, I am intrigued by the mystery of this world. Cause I, is there a, is there a real like civilization left? It seems like it. Cause he yeah. talks about like, I got the impression that there, he said down South. Mm hmm. There's, there, you'd be surprised what they make where there's no spread. So it's like this all opened up, like at the North Pole or something, and spread all over the world, and is just like getting bigger and bigger, and is slowly taking over more and more things. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, um, 
don't know. There's a lot of civilization. Yeah, that's but it's what... there's there's a lot of things that are wrong too. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Like, cause I I actually I don't know that that one issue where we it's in the past and we see the origins of the the preacher character. Mm-hmm. It was I, a neat issue. That was I I like that. I I liked the time jump. I liked to under like it, I understood that character. Even like mm-hmm. he's a he is at first glance a weird horror trope, like a biblical you know a proselytizer that is infected by the monster. But mm-hmm. you see that origin and it's you're like oh yeah that's pretty bad. He was. I would un- I can understand what would make him swing like that now. Like it it makes sense in the context of this weird horror story, which I think is all it needs to do, honestly. Cuz I don't you're not going to make a weird like in the real world the preacher that preacher character is farcical, but in the weird horror world that this comic takes place in, it makes sense. Mhm. The thing is something that I understand about you. I've still never seen it. But if it's not your favorite movie, it is, like, in your top five easily. No, it's my favorite. It is your favorite movie? Yeah, it's my favorite. I did, I did not know that for a fact, but I would have I would have put it top three to top five easily. So that's that's good to know. It's my favorite. What, um, how does this compare to that? Um, like, what about, what about the thing? What is it about the thing that you like? Um, does this live up to any of that? Does it fall short? It's it is doing a different thing than the thing. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Um, it is using a lot of. I I'm curious to see where this goes because it could end up like I I see signs of this becoming closer to what the the move the the film is because mm-hmm. the charm of the the thing to me is the 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 paranoia of of a creature you don't know what it is it mm-hmm. has no it has no true form it is inherently uh, a chameleon it is inherently it replicates other things and the charm of the thing is all these men who you know are you know they they live in the living in an antarctic research station for months at mm-hmm. a time and they don't know who's a person and who's an alien and they don't they're cut off they don't know what to do they're left to their own devices and they have to figure it out this is more of an action movie than the the yeah. thing is a, a a horror movie and but it is a lot of the thing is just empty silence and kind of mm-hmm. long stares at each other as they don't know who's who would you say that it's um i don't know it's you know it's almost like you're describing something that's similar to alien yeah, I mean, that, Maybe. I think Alien is also another like they are science fiction horror. Yeah, they share to- they share a similar tone in that you yeah. are you're in a, a, a confined space mm-hmm. like it's a haunted house story. Honestly, like yeah. it is, but it, it has those science fiction overtones. It has paranoia. It has mm-hmm. the threat of the weather. the The cold is ever present yeah. in the thing. Uh, this is like they. There's a little bit here and there where obviously the preacher and his crew are hiding. You know, like those, everyone's is so surprised when that happens because that's not possible, at least in their, by their understanding. This spread has, it is not sentient. It can't talk. It is just this monster that wants to eat and feed. Mm-hmm. It is not, it hunts. It doesn't go, like, it doesn't impersonate anything. It doesn't trick you. It just like, it stalks you. It's like a, it's like a mountain lion. But the fact that now they can't rely on it, people not being the spread 
Like, I'm curious mm-hmm. if that is going to be an, a, a bigger and bigger part of the story because, you know, you could easily have someone following the, them around or become a member of them and be, you know, worry about them being a part of the spread. But that, you know, that's the, the central core of the thing is based around paranoia and not knowing if your buddy is actually your buddy anymore. This is more of like, subversion of the like horror action movies kind of thing. I think this is more aliens than alien. You know, it has no being a, a badass and, you know, chopping stuff up with ax with his hatchets and stuff than it, than, you know, Oh, we have to do, we're going to like tense scenes of blood tests. Um, which is my favorite scene from the thing. I do. I like this for, I, I think I like it because it's different. You know, I, I like, I liked the 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 scenes that subvert nose power mm-hmm. because they 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 don't it doesn't take long for you to go yeah n- like the narration itself is like yeah no was definitely a badass but he's only one badass you know mm-hmm. he can't fight seven dudes or seven monsters at the same time it's not afraid to give characters weaknesses and make them vulnerable it it also reminds me of Saga. In that your narrator it's, is your yeah. your a child a baby. Mm-hmm. It feels that uh, feels super intentional as a nod to that, but I mean it's a common enough. Yeah, it's it's not like you're like oh man, Brian K. Vaughn he sure invented people growing up. <laughs> this guy Jack really don't like him. The the cook makes me deeply uncomfortable. The cannibal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the the giant bushy red beard guy who seems to have no yeah. no allegiance t- to anyone except whoever can help him the most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about uh, uh pretty boy? Oh, I forget his name. I thought it was an interesting little subplot to throw in there. I think he's going to almost positive he's going to come back. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you think No's gay? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, was it Billy? Mm-hmm. I think Billy was his partner. I think so. Yeah. They don't really explicitly say it, but they're a little tender there. Yeah, I would I I mean I that's what I read it as. Yeah. And I think like there's also the nod of the uh when he walks into that Jack's town the first mm-hmm. time and then there's the uh female prostitute and Yeah. And then there's another dude. She's like who's yeah. I think is a male prostitute and he's like, How oh, mm-hmm. well, maybe and Noah's like, No, still, no thank you. But he no. hesitates. He, yeah, there's that. Like, I feel like just having him there is a, a you know, saying. Well, saying I figured something. that's like, I, I don't know. That seems like a, a pretty ordinary thing. You know, a woman prostitute hits on you and you don't like immediately. You're like, oh, well, you're gay. I, I don't know. I, I, I took it as that's that. Like a, I took it as that male pro more more the fact yeah, that the male I mean, prostitute it's, reading it's not a, right. It's not a thing I thought about, but he does hesitate. He does, and that now I thought it was like he was put off, but you know, with the you know the fact that he probably is gay, uh, it probably was like real, like nah. Now we're on. This is complicated enough. Mm-hmm. I got, I got. A, there's a baby and this crazy lady, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell f- stuff for chits. Chits. Mm-hmm. Currency. Mm-hmm. Ever, I know you're not a super huge fan of the gross stuff, Eric. It doesn't strike me as that gross. Does it? Okay. No. I mean, I would, I would prefer to read something with more appeal. I would prefer to, 
read a book that's less nasty. It does make my skin crawl a little bit. I, I'd say that for some reason it reminds me more of uh, of an orc stain or something. Mm-hmm. It's it it is cartoonish. It right. Is, it's like it's so violent that you get kind of numb to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean as much. Right. Right. I think that that's that's a that's a weird way for it to go. You know that it's such disturbing things that you become acclimated to it and you don't think about it too much. I, I I mean, I think the art perfectly suits the book. It is ugly, but I think it, like the thing when we talk about Steve Dillon mm-hmm. and Preacher, like, yeah, the artwork is ugly, but it's ugly because the world is ugly. And, like, there's only, like, one pretty person in this whole book. And it's because he hasn't, like, I, I like that inclusion that, yes, I'm gorgeous because no one has ever touched me in a fight. Like, I think that really grounds the, the struggle that these people are in. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has fought at some point. Everyone in the world is scarred or has a messed up nose or, you know, a, a busted something because they've had to fight for as long as they've been alive. Or at least a good portion of it. Because we don't really, we don't yet know the the actual scale of time in this, you know. It, it, he was, he, no was a teenager and the world was a normal, a normal place. How old is Noel, you think? I don't know. He reads his 30s, maybe. Yeah, it's hard to say. Could be older. I was going to say, like, late 30s. Yeah, I would say mid to late. It is hard to say because I think that people age too fast in this world. Mm-hmm. Imagining that you look older than you are. Yeah, you're 19 years old and you have a face full of knuckles. I think having the preacher as personification of mm. the spread is very wise. Well, it can't, yeah, it doesn't really have words without something like that, at least. Yeah, other, other than, uh, it just becomes the, a force. Mm-hmm. And it, you, you don't get any sense of intelligence from it. You know, it, it, it becomes the, the zombies, you know. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, has n- no meaning. That's what The Walking Dead needs, is there needs to be some kind of zombie wizard. I'd say that would be perfect. Smart zombies. That'd be weird. They, that's what the, the, the Romero zombies became. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what was it? The Road of the Dead? Mm. There's like f- four or five, you know, there's a couple of movies after Day that are much more recent. And they basically have like zombies that use tools and are, are smarter than just normal zombies. I, well, they weren't very good. My, mm. at least in my, in my estimation, they were not very good. I think I, I think it'd be a little too cold just walk around with a wife beater on. Who's doing that? Your favorite character, Jack. He's he's got um, he's got about six hundred pounds of upper torso fat to keep him warm. <laughs> Only goes it's so like far. Being, it's like being wrapped in a small walrus. Does No make it through this story alive? Sure, he makes it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't imagine why he wouldn't. <laughs> no reason. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> And walk it off. I, 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 and I, like, as much of this story is ridiculous horror stuff, he gets stabbed and he can't, like, he's, he's debilitated. Mm hmm. All right. Well, that's what happens when you, I know, when get you, get a sword through your guts. Either you die or you're, you're, <laughs> it ruins your life. Probably. All those children. Mm hmm. 
It's a weird thing. Children and the Professor. Mm-hmm. You know another thing that it, it makes me think of? I don't know how similar it is, but I think just the bleakness of it makes me think of Snowpiercer. Yeah, there's certainly some of it there, mm-hmm. along, along with the cold and the the uh, kind of cutthroat, cutthroat nature. Yep. I mean, I there's a lot of the the road in this as well, um, because the the spread itself is only like this is only the threat like half the time, especially in the second volume. It's like you know these they're slavers, they're, and that's what they're concerned about 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 uh Murray Weather. Businessman, mm-hmm. are you interested? In reading more of this? Are you intrigued, or are you okay? I think uh, I I could leave it here. I mean, I'm sure there'd be more worth. It, it would probably be worth checking out, but I don't know. I, I, I read Snowpiercer, and I read a lot of Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and I don't particularly want more of those things. Yeah, I think. I I don't know. Like, there's, like, I think that, like, when you read a Junji Ito book, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm watching like a weird world. It's like looking at a weird bug in a microscope. You know, I feel like I'm in this world, and I I don't want to be in this world. And maybe that's an art thing. Maybe if this was more realistically drawn that it would give me a little bit of that distance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the, the, the Scott Cloud, Scott, Scott McCloud? Scott McCloud. In the Scott McCloud uh, sort of distance there. I do think that it's important, you know, people like to be in that world. And this, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not particularly fun or pleasant, but it is not, it's a good and interesting story. Are you, is there like, is there post-apocalyptic fiction that you would still be interested in? Mm-hmm. I like Fallout. Yeah, but that's yeah. I, I it's not yeah. It's not fiction. It's a it's a premonition. <laughs> it it's I don't know. I I feel storytelling in video games is such a different thing. A lot of the time, it's hard to oh, of course hard to compare. But I mean, like uh, we've talked. I a cannot lot. think of any. I can't think of any. Uh, any sort of fiction like that. I mean, there are no examples in comics anyway. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just not for me. Reading through The Walking Dead kind of beat a lot yeah. of it out of me. Where I'm like, just unrelenting darkness mm-hmm. and grimness, and mm-hmm. hey, humans are bad. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like there's, I'm way more interested in reading this than any more of The Walking Dead. Because this yeah. does have some like dark comic humor in it, while The Walking Dead is almost unrelentingly like not funny at all. And it's mm-hmm. like, what's? I know we can't have any humor in this. It, if you do, like, yeah, there's a joke, and then that character shoots shoots themselves three pages mm-hmm. later. Like, thank you, thank you. I really needed that. Um, I I kind of am okay. I I with not like if you're gonna it'd have to be a very special kind of post-apocalyptic book i think like yeah i i read uh i mean the the fireman by joe hill is is post-apocalyptic of a certain sense um i liked that but that was a very unique thing i felt like it was a totally different take on 
a post-apocalypse and like in a similar thesis on the like viruses and stuff like that, but doing it in a completely different way. And it never lost sight of hope. And like, I do like the fact that, you know, there is like a beacon in this of that little baby, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something that is like, why is, why are those people in the walking dead still going? Like, aren't aren't they tired of just like unrelent, like nothing working? Like, why are you, like there's is there a like a light at the end of the tunnel like where is it what is it like that's what I'm I I need that in the, uh, the fiction I think I need some kind of hope Yeah that was similarly I was going to cite Children of Men Yeah not a comic book but No that is uh, that Children of Men is a good example Mhm cuz it's exactly what you're describing Yes I'm just I I don't want to see people just be dreary because it makes for an interesting place to tell a story. Like if you can write good characters, you can write them in a setting that's not everyone dies every every 15 issues or whatever. Of course, you know, this and this is not nearly as long as The Walking Dead, so who knows what it's going to be. I feel like mm-hmm. the 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 difference between these two volumes I don't know, illustrates that maybe each the story is going to be different and change even if it is in subtle and like the spread is changing and obviously getting smarter and it, it has, there's some, there's mystery in this world still, which I think also keeps me want to maybe read more like the mystery in the walking dead. What is the mystery in that? There is uh, what that if someone's going to betray them again? Yes. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, you know, Jack could easily turn out to be a, a traitor or he couldn't. You know, I like he is obviously not trustworthy, but he's helped them so far. And I'm like, I if the story suddenly had Jack something that redeemed Jack as a character, I would I would buy it. You know, I could go, I could make that leap because I, you know, I I get the impression that No himself has done pretty awful things in the past, mm. like knowing what the smell of human flesh tastes like or smells like when you cook it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a good. It 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 has a un, unique tone, but post-apocalyptic fiction is a an uphill battle. I think for me at this mm-hmm. point, I'd probably I I probably would wait for this to finish and then I'd read the whole thing. I think I would do that. I was curious before. I'm more or less okay jumping off here. Yeah. There's a lot of other comics, and I kind of feel like Justin's got a lot of stuff in him at this point. God knows if he took all the words that he put on social media and put that in a book, it'd be longer than Jerusalem. I, he writes a lot of comics too. He does. He's he does. He's no slouch. He ain't sleeping. That's a that's the there. That, I figured it out. Yeah. Just don't sleep. I didn't mean literally sleeping. I mean you know. Resting on his laurels. This is closer than to what I meant. <laughs> it's like it's the opposite of. It doesn't mean the opposite of woke, but, you know, not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Anything but else? He probably, is, he probably is, like a lot of creative people, starved for sleep. Anything else you want to mention, Eric? Mm-mm. All right, folks. That was Spread, Volumes 1 and 2, Justin Jordan, Kyle Strom. Next week, we will be discussing Ghost in the Shell, Volumes 1 and 2. There's a, there's a, a movie of that coming out. Mm-hmm. May have heard about that. Didn't, they showed a trailer during the Super Bowl, didn't they? They did. Uh, I heard they did. Yeah, I'm. They don't let you watch football. I just haven't. Um, 
I actually want to see it. A lot of people are very, very upset, and I think this will it'll it'll lead to some interesting discussions. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that's that's next week. Read along with us. That'll do it for us this week. We are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsofboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there. New episodes, downloadable and streaming. Links to our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsofboyscomicshour. Our Twitter, which is at hbchour. And uh, you can email us at handsofboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, reach out and out to us in any of those places. If there's something you want us to read or uh, to take a look at, we'll we'll do our best if you get in touch with us. Um, also. If you like the show, please go on iTunes, go uh, to whatever podcast podcast service you use, uh, give us a five-star review, subscribe. Uh, they help us out, help new people find the show. Also, word of mouth, tell your friends. Really appreciate that as well. You can find me on Twitter at MixMasterCereal. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio by going to FreeWillUnlimited.com. And see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as uh, Easy Goodnight, and my Pinterest. This is my Pinterest. Good God, I'm reverting to that now. <laughs> Who cares about that? Who cares about that shit anymore? <laughs> my Twitter, where I'm Mr. Bad Example, spelled Mr. Bad Example. Ah, <sighs> good God, brain's not working anymore. You need that though. It's important. You need your brain. It's good. It's a good part of your body. Mm-hmm. I'd put top five. Yeah. I think with that, we can call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. <laughs>